Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the NNMK Politics Podcast, Episode 6. We've had a pretty hectic week, um, so be uh, be ready to hear some crazy news this week. We also have our, uh, our, our newest special guest. We have Max, so how about you introduce yourself? Uh, yeah, Max. Uh. <laughs> yeah! Yeah, Max! Yeah! yeah. <laughs> So Max, what do you do for work? Um, I work at a pizza shop. Very prestigious. Wow, wow. What a what a man of uh jobs. Anyway. Great. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, guys, this, on this is news. how pizza working ties into politics. Yeah. All right, Max. Do you have do you wanna give us like a you wanna talk about anything before we start? Uh Talk about really. Like a little background, I guess you could say. Um, Max, you mention your address, please. Oh, my address is. <laughs> he's putting it on. I don't know. I'd... Yeah. <laughs> he's got to read it. He's racking his brain. Yeah. <laughs> Where do I live? Hmm. Okay. Max. It sounds like he doesn't have anything we... to say. I don't know what to say here. <laughs> Max, like, what is your position on Donald Trump? I am very like against his views i don't like him very much max uh how did you get into politics um mostly from really asher yes if anything asher and <laughs> <or> me <laughs> yes yes <laughs> that's my son <laughs> my boy <laughs> okay so yeah, I guess we get into the I guess we get into the nitty gritty of uh of the week. The meat and potatoes, you could say. Yeah, you could say that. The meat yeah, and potatoes, yeah. The big, the yeah, big, the elephant yeah. in the room yeah, yeah, for this week. Um, you could say that too. Yeah, you could say that. Yeah, you could say that. Yeah. Yeah. I. Oh. Uh. So. Uh. The impeachment. The. Uh, it's the only time in uh America's history that a president has been impeached twice. And if Donald Trump gets a reward for one thing, I guess that could be considered it. Um, so right. what what are your guys', I guess, whole thoughts about the impeachment? And I guess I think we could we go could into the impeachment process as well. What's up? Yeah, I, I want to hear what, what Max thinks about this. Yeah, yeah we're Max, what do you honest. think about this? I think it's uh, just Max, a little sorry like... Sorry for interrupting <laughs> Okay, Asher, thank you. I, at this point, I think it's a little just, like, not useful at, because Joe Biden is going to be taking office soon. Um, I don't know the date, but soon enough, he'll, Joe Biden will be taking office, so there's no point in removing Donald Trump right now. Yeah. Um, Joe Biden is supposed to be inaugurated on the 20th, and the way it's looking right now, the impeachment trial could literally be on, like, the 19th or the 20th. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Honestly, I I think I don't really think there's a lot of conversation to be had here about specifically whether or not it's justified to impeach him. There's there's really no point. It's in my opinion, I think they're just trying to like either destroy every last bit of credibility he could ever have politically, or just like send a message. I guess. Yeah. It, well, I mean, yeah. I guess it's just because if you also get impeached, there's no possible way that you can run for office again because um that could also be like 
something that he wants to do is he's going to run in 2024. Um, and we have seen presidents that don't have done that. Um, but I mean, but I guess it's, <clears throat> I guess it's just to try to enforce the law. Cause they're saying the only reason that they're really doing this trial is because he pretty much jump-started the whole thing at the Capitol and that he started or tried to light the fire pretty much and people just kept adding on to it. So I guess it was just to try to um, criminalize him or penalize him uh, for doing that. Um, and I mean, it's I feel like once again, yeah, well, I, I, I agree with you guys. It's like kind of, it's it's kind of like roadkill. No, it's just... definitely unnecessary. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. I don't think that it's like he should be held entirely responsible for. Yeah, like, yeah. Obviously, I, mean, I, I, I agree with that as well. Yeah, right. But like he talked about marching on the Capitol as like a protest. I think maybe people took it too literally. I don't know. I wasn't at the rally. I, I don't know what people were acting like. But he's definitely not solely responsible yeah exactly i mean i can't you can't control like all of your supporters like it's not gonna be it's that's not there's never gonna happen um unless you literally have like control over them Hive mind yeah literally but uh, like other than that you're not gonna be able to control your supporters so to give or to make it seem like it's all trump's fault and that trump should be held accountable for all of the actions is I think kind of um, a dumb move, but then again, if he didn't, I guess, start it, then it wouldn't have happened. But I mean, what are your thoughts on it, Nate? I didn't hear a lot. Um, yeah, I, 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 I agree with you guys. Um, also, about like him talking about like uh, marching to the Capitol, the, the this kind of ties into Twitter. Uh, I don't know if we talked about this last episode, but no, Twitter and Facebook um, permanently, well, not permanently, they indefinitely um, suspended Trump from both of those websites. And uh, the exa- I don't remember the exact tweet that they uh, quoted for his um, suspension, but in, in that tweet, he, he said, like, to keep it peaceful and to respect um, and to respect the police officers, which I think it's really funny that they they banned him for like causing violence and in that same tweet he said that to like respect the police officers and to not um and, and to not like storm the capitol yeah i'm i'm not a fan of anyone being like a deplatformed on a social media because of like a like a view they hold or a um or an event that happened whether directly or indirectly caused by them i just don't think that's justified that's just censorship yeah, first of all, I think I, I think I totally agree with you guys. It was, I think it was stupid how they did that. Um, but then again, I feel like the people trying to, like, defend at least Trump's part, um, Trump has been getting hit for the past like years, like, um, but Twitter hasn't really, Twitter and Facebook haven't really started to um, censor him until at least. Uh, this past year, 2020 and 2019, I think they did a little bit too. But um, you also got to take into account that um, he signed terms and conditions that everybody else signed when they signed into or made an account on Twitter and Facebook. And with those terms and conditions is or those terms and conditions, 
don't apply to the United States Constitution. So I think people trying to defend him saying that it's his right that he gets freedom of speech isn't exactly ideal when you look into the fact that a private company, he's saying it on behalf of a social media platform, which is then not made by the government and, and it's yeah. made by a private company. Yeah. So it, it's in it's in Twitter's and Facebook's jurisdiction to do that. But it's still wrong. Yeah, yeah. I totally agree. But it, it, like I'm saying, I don't think we should be defending him hardcore saying that it's backed up by the Constitution because, like I said, he signed up the same exact people. I'm not even backing up the conversation. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I, I think that the best way to prevent tyranny is to have open discourse. Like, anyone, if, if you start silencing anyone, that's just bad. It just makes everything so much harder, right? Because then, if, if you make it okay to censor certain people, then it becomes a whole gray area where it's like, is it okay if, you know, if we silence this person? I, I just don't think it's ideal. Yeah, it, it's a slippery slope, yeah. Um, what do you think about the censorship? I don't really know. I haven't, like, heard much about it. All I know is that Trump was, what, banned off Twitter and can no longer, what, use any social media? Well, it was just right. the, any social media platforms that uh, stopped supporting it. So yeah, I think the one you mentioned was Twitter and Facebook. I'm not yeah. sure if there's others. I think Instagram banned him as well. Well, that's because it's a Facebook company. Yeah. Oh yeah. <clears throat> but I don't know. It. I don't think it should have been taken to that like that far of a standard. But something had to be done about it. I guess. Yeah. Um. Do we want to talk about like uh? Anything else relating the impeachment? I mean, I feel like a little bit of the process is kind of like... Okay. Um, Shoot. I could go into that a little bit. Um, I mean, I guess, like, the really... The whole impeachment thing is kind of like a grayer for a lot of people, because... Um, <coughs> it's, really it's like, different because people think something's happening, but it really isn't. But, um... Sorry, I'm trying to think. Um, like, really, it, the the main thing of it is, the whole process of it is, like, it goes to the House of Representatives. So the House of Representatives votes on pretty much what they think um, the law that a president, uh, like, crossed the line over pretty much. Or a crime that a president did. So submissions go to the House of, I think it's the Judiciary Committee, and then they go to consider the impeachment. And if there's not enough evidence found that they can back it up with, then the whole impeachment trial is thrown out the window. But if there is evidence found, then the House votes on the articles of the impeachment. And if there is less uh, than a majority that support the impeachment, then it doesn't go through. And if there is more than a majority or 51% of the House uh, votes for it, then the president is impeached. And so then, after that, if it, after it goes to the House, then it goes to the Senate. And so the Senate kind of does the same exact thing, except they don't give evidence. 
-hmm. the trial pretty much just goes right to them. They vote on it. If there's less than a two-thirds vote, then it doesn't happen. The impeachment trial gets thrown out the window. But if there is a two-thirds vote or 67% of the people, I think, vote for it, then the president is removed and the uh, VP takes over. So it's like the kind of like common misconception about it is that it like is that um, impeachment refers to the removal of a president from the office, but it really refers um, only to the House of Representatives, like bringing forth the charges uh, against the president. It's kind of like yeah. it's kind of like, like the House of Representatives is like a prosecutor, um, and that like I guess the president is like the um, defendant. Mm-hmm. And I mean, like Nixon got impeached, but he resigned from office before he could be removed because of the Watergate. Yeah, yeah, he, I was, um, I was... yeah. He he resigned, and then Ford took his place, and then Ford pardoned him. Yeah. I was going to ask if you guys know if there's ever been a president who's actually been, like, convicted and kicked out of office. No, I know there hasn't been Nixon, one. Nixon, there's Nixon. been many trials, I think. Bill Clinton, one of them. Nixon, yeah. one of them. And then, uh, who was the other one? There was one, it was, like, in the... Uh, uh, it was a long uh, Andrew something. Johnson, Andrew Johnson, that's who it was. Yeah. So, yeah, those yeah. are the uh, those are the four, I guess, including Trump, that have been impeached but um trump has been impeached twice so so five yep five in history do you guys um, think that this will become a more common occurrence as we uh become more connected and stuff i hope not yeah that would not be good it, like, it, would, it would suck if like an impeachment trial gets launched against anyone who has a different opinion than yeah and then you're going to have to take into the fact that, like, what is sufficient evidence? Yeah, because like, it's really vague. Everything the Constitution about impeachment is really vague. Yeah, I mean, everything yeah. in the Constitution is vague. <laughs> Except yeah. for the amendments that have been passed, like, nowadays. Like, the the um, yeah. Bill of Rights were very vague. Um, and a lot of the stuff. Like during the 1800s, during the Civil War, or during the startup of the Civil War, when they were trying to, um, like dive into the Constitution, and they were like, "Are all men really equal?" Like that's what they had to say. They were like, "What? What does Separate that? But equal. What does that really mean?" Yeah, mm, there's a lot of loopholes. Mm-hmm. Um, we haven't talked about international news at all recently. So I think we could discuss the uh, the curfew implemented in Britain. Yeah, I think that would probably be pretty good. Nate, do you want to start that off? I know you've been reading a lot about that, actually. And you kind of, like, pitched it to us as well, so. Yeah. You do a little okay, background so, on it. So basically, in uh, in Europe, um, the the COVID has been on the rise. It's been pretty bad. They've seen, like, new strains and stuff. Um. So, I mean, there isn't really much to it, but basically they introduced a 6 p.m. curfew, so you have to be home by 6 p.m., so that no work, no socializing, no after school, you have to be home. So um, I thought that this is kind of interesting because uh, Europe is a lot more, they have 
their governments have a lot more control for better or worse. Like there's some things that are good and there's some things that are really controversial. Mm. Um, so I, w- I wanted to, to ask you guys if you think that, that this is a good idea. Do you think that it's um, that we should place laws on people if it, if it will like impact their safety or do you think it would cause uh, too much government power in case of corruption or something like that? Personally, I feel like um, people should have the right to harm themselves as long as they're not harming other people. Now, obviously, this doesn't exactly fit that situation because, you know, a consenting adult, you know, could go out and do whatever, but the effects of that, right, could be huge because then they could be spreading, you know, this virus that's massively impacting all parts of our lives. So I think that it's kind of justified to implement a curfew, but I'm worried about the enforcement of it because a lot of money has to be spent on, you know, cops to actually enforce it, right? And in places like Britain, like their whole system is really messed up <laughs> in the way they handle crime. Like uh like the cops are like, We found a dangerous weapon in this house and it's like a fork. Yeah, or it's like, like a, a stick. knife or something. <laughs> like or it'd be like a bike wheel. <laughs> and so I feel like it could it could drain government funds. It could be better spent like uh, supporting hospitals, you know, buying medical equipment, important things. Yeah, I mean, we've only seen like I guess this type of thing happening like three times in like history. You got like the Black Death, the Spanish Flu, and then there's like the the other pandemic that also happened in the 1800s, but Nevertheless, I think this is unprecedented times. So when unprecedented times come, unprecedented measures come. So if it really has to be for the safety of the people where um, it's in our best interest to keep ourselves out or in before 6 o'clock p.m., then, I mean, if if it's going to be helping other people, then so be it. I mean lives are getting put on hold because of this and that's just the i guess the big slap in the face to the world you know um i guess a lot of other countries um like new zealand south korea australia were like extremely prepared prepared and especially in south korea um it's they had a epidemic before um i forgot exactly what it was but they it was in like the 2000s they had it like 10 years before uh, coronavirus but anyway they had a lot of testing like ready like very accessible and at the beginning they were like one of the best countries to be in like they had their masks off even before countries started putting masks on um and so um or uh, before countries started implementing masks. And I think it's the fact that a lot of the countries kind of like um, were slow to the gun, I guess you could say, or um, are slowly implementing things like the curfews. Um, I think it's going to be better for slowing the pandemic, but it's probably going to be worse for mental health and stuff like that. But I mean, in my case, I would be perfectly fine if I was trying to 
I guess, stop a pandemic for staying inside. But um, for other people, it's going to be worse. So, Any thoughts, Max? Not really. You guys just about covered that. All right, but um, yeah. how would you feel if, uh, if like a curfew got implemented in our town? Well, I think it would be better for us, like, because I I don't like COVID personally. I'd rather it be gone and have a curfew for weeks or whatever, or even just like make it so I don't know, like do what China did and made it so nobody could leave and they just drop food or something at your door like that and just make it so the virus essentially went away and then life could go back to normal. Well, I'd, I'd like to argue with Max here. Um, I, I think that it's a bad idea if we have um, a curfew like that, because first of all, it puts a lot of power into the hands of the government. Like we've never really had anything like that. And if we're implementing laws that are that powerful really quickly like that, it, it, there could be loopholes like we were talking about earlier that could be really yeah. bad. And it just gives a lot of just power to the government. Um, yeah, it's like another thing. martial law, actually. Yeah. Like being forced yeah. to stay inside here. I think that another thing is um, it brought up in this article from uh, from AP. It's what, like, the, the source for this is. Um, oh, I'd, I'd just like to correct something real quick. Um the the six the six p.m. to six a.m. curfew is only in like uh, some of Europe, like France and Italy. Um, it varies throughout the whole thing, but most of it has a curfew. But uh, what was I saying? Oh yeah, um, they they found a uh, a person in here who brought up a really good point, and he says that um, that the curfew might actually be worse for people because at six p.m. a lot of people are going to be crowding into transportation like onto buses and subways and stuff to get home so that mm-hmm. might actually increase the spread of the virus so um it, i mean it's it, if you think about it for a short time for a short time it seems pretty good but there's unintended co- consequences to stuff like that yeah mm-hmm. at transportation point it's really good i didn't even think about that yeah i think that's probably the pretty good point. that's a very good point i mean if it's going to be where people are going to have to take, like, a, a lot of public transportation and get to one place, I mean, I feel like the government could do something around that and be like, okay, you can only stay in a certain, like, you can only go out, like, I don't know, like, 20 minutes away from your house. So that it's, I guess, within, like, biking or car driving distance or walking or whatever jogging distance. So that people wouldn't have to take like transportation if you're on like I don't know if you're in London and you're trying to go to like somewhere else like fifty minutes or like an hour away that you wouldn't have to take like a subway to go through. Um, I don't think mere restriction would be the answer to this problem. But I mean, is mm-hmm. it is it really going to be to the point where it's like we're gonna let everybody out and we're gonna just if we're able to keep people inside, it's going to be better because you won't be able to spread as much. I think that's yeah. the real driving point home to this because if you get the virus, it's going to be worse than if you were if you got it and then you stayed inside than if you got it and then you went outside and you spread it to five or six other people or you at least come in contact with five or six other people. 
is it going to be to the point where we're going to have to let people who have it like not go to some places or something like that or like go or be able to go outside because i feel like that's the big thing that the government is trying to do is restrict people from going out not because they don't want people to go outside it's because it's in the betterment of the people to not be spreading this virus that is so easily gotten or transmitted at least well i think that like um i i think that it's not up to the government to control stuff like that i mean like they can uh help like administering the vaccine and stuff but most of it is up to the people you can't really like implement laws of social distancing because that's just not something that you can enforce like people just need to um be smart and know that if they get sick they have to stay home they can't go out to work they can't go to the grocery store if they get sick um and i also think that people should just be more strict with their um with like their hygiene and stuff because like many people after being locked up and having the social distance for months it's it's hard to do because like you're so used to standing next to people and um like people like take off their mask to eat and stuff so like it's hard to stay like that all the time but i think that people need to crack down on that it's not really something that a government can enforce yeah i think it was a good thing you brought up the social distancing I mean, like, I feel like even in schools, it's like, I think it's super dumb to say, like, oh, you got a social distance when teachers are, like, what, three feet away from you or if you're in the front of the class and you're looking at a board, like, and they're saying, like, with masks on, it's three feet, but even with that, they're still like, okay, still got a social distance, and I feel like it's counterintuitive to try to, like, implement something and then just not enforce it at all. I mean, I think the things that, like, at least schools and, like, I think restaurants, it's 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 very stupid how they're doing, um, at least dine-in. Um, and at least in most of uh, the United States um, and even in Massachusetts, uh, they're doing it so that you only have, like, a 90-minute, uh, you can only sit there for 90 minutes. You have to put your mask on at all times, except for when your food and drink come out. And you can't go anywhere uh, without a mask on, so you can't walk around with a, with a mask off or without a mask on and stuff like that. I think it's just like you might as well just not have people in there because it's it's going to be to the... They're saying that like it takes 15 minutes to spread, so why give 90 minutes for you to be in there with your mask off? You're going to be eating for like, I don't know, 20 to 30 minutes. So it's, I feel like it's kind of dumb how a lot of the laws that they're putting in. But I feel like, I mean, at least they're trying to do a lot of the stuff. And I feel like with this curfew, they're trying to stop it. But it's not going to really help in, in the end, I guess you could say. And a lot of the things that they have done, like you said, have loopholes in them. And um, it's it, it's in the betterment of the people to try to be within that jurisdiction or do it within their jurisdiction in their mind. And they're like, oh, I'm sick. Yeah, I probably shouldn't go out tonight. Or, oh, I was in contact with someone. I probably shouldn't go out tonight. Stuff like that. So I feel like the government is trying to do something about it, but it's not going to really help. And I feel like, I mean, this curfew, I, I feel like is pretty good. But, I mean, I could see your perspective why you wouldn't think it's that good because it's just the government trying to take control and stuff like that. 
Ooh, I have a good uh, question. Um, what do you guys think of um, going out to restaurants while this thing's happening? Because you can go out to restaurants, but a lot of the time it has to be outdoors. But still, nobody in your party is wearing a mask. Only like the servers wearing a mask. You're you're usually you're not that far away from other people, and you you can I think that you can eat indoors. So, um, so you're basically in there with a bunch of other people who aren't wearing masks. So, um, also there could be c- contamination in the kitchen with people maybe like uh getting um like saliva particles and stuff on food. So like what do do you guys think that uh that restaurants should be open to support them or do you think that they should be closed? I think that restaurants should not be open. Um, if my mom works or she used to work as a waitress then at a, a restaurant in my town. And, um, and, you know, first of all, restaurants don't exactly need to be open. Right. Like obviously no one's dying in the street because they can't go to, you know, a pub once a week. But, um, what my mom experienced and why she left that job is because the people in the kitchen weren't wearing masks at all. Right. And so it's, even if they were all under correct procedure, right. It's still a big risk, but you don't know that they're, that they're actually following these procedures. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I feel like it's, it's, it's going to be the difference between wants and needs. Um, mm. And definitely in this pandemic, a lot of needs uh, fall onto like bars and um, like restaurants and stuff like that. Because, you know, beforehand, you would just go out to the restaurant, easy peasy, you'd order food, you'd eat it. it. It felt like such an easy commodity that you could just go to. And now it's like there's so much restrictions on it that it's like, why even bother? Um, like, uh, like you were saying, like people in the like kitchen don't even do or don't even have masks on um and um even you if you're sitting indoors um and like i was saying before you have a 90 minute time period that you're sitting indoors you're eating with your mask off for like 20 or 30 minutes and it says or according to like the cdc and stuff like that it takes 15 minutes for you to actually contract it so if you're indoors it's going to be very easy for you to get it so I mean it's the fact that they are open um I feel like it shouldn't be for dine in but it, if you have like curbside pickup I think is the greatest thing that they've done and in order to keep these businesses alive I think that uh curbside pickup and like drive-throughs and stuff like that I feel like it's going to be the like it's it's supposed it's going to be what is going to keep these businesses alive and um yeah i think it's hard for the businesses to just shut down because literally the only way they're getting money is selling food and um i think it's probably going to be the restaurants and a lot of the small businesses that sell like stuff and are not online that are going to get hit the most and there are getting hit the most right now um because like i said you would usually just go into a restaurant and you'd eat in and you'd be fine but now it's mostly uh, online, and then you get it by delivery or pickup or something like that. So, yeah, movie theaters too. I feel really bad for them. Yeah, how about you, Mike? Like, what do you feel about that? I feel like restaurants either shouldn't be open in general because of the mask thing, people not wearing masks whilst at work, 
or they should be open for like curbside pickup or delivery or something like that. It's either no contact or little, very little contact. There was a nice sushi, sushi place I went to. I didn't go to, but we got food from. And mm-hmm. you had to have your temperature taken at the door. That See, know that, is, that is very smart. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I feel like, uh, I mean, I've been to the uh, orthodontist a few times, like I think two times, two or three times during the pandemic. And th- that's what they do. They um, They take your temperature, they make you like wash your hands and put hand sanitizer on. And then they also get this mouthwash that kills like bacteria and it kills viruses, like every single virus, um, and uh, including coronavirus, uh, in your mouth at least. And then like they do your work, they do it for like under fifteen minutes, and then they're like, "Yep, they you're good to go." Yeah, honestly, mm-hmm. but like, <laughs> yeah, I feel like the 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 businesses, like I said, like the businesses that are going to be hit the most are going to be the ones that like are going to be very high contact, like bars and restaurants and movie theaters and stuff like that, um, that mm-hmm. you're sitting around for long periods of time and you're just have, having your uh, mask off. But, like, the doctor's office, you'd still be able to. And, like, orthodontists, veterinary clinics, stuff like that, stuff in, like, the healthcare field um, that already, like, knew about these impl- implications and um, can easily implement them as well um are gonna be like they they're gonna still be able to go up but it's just it's just a very hard situation in general i think yeah there's no real easy solution yeah it's not like black or white you can't just say okay you can stay open or okay you can stay closed it's like different and i think that's uh, i think that's what i like about state power as well um at least like because, like, Massachusetts has gone a lot back because we were, like, almost done with all the levels, at least. Um, I think we were on, like, the second to last one. And then it started moving back a lot because a lot of more cases had been, or the cases had been rising. So, I mean, it's, I, I, it's definitely with American politics, at least, that um, it's good that you're able to have state power and then not national power. Because if we were having national power, oh my gosh, would this thing be like absolutely terrible, I feel like. Because yeah. it's just dependent on areas. Like I feel like with um a whole country shutting down, I feel like that's absolutely insane. And I feel like it should lie on the states to be able to implement these things. And that's what I think I like a lot about American politics. Yeah, that's that's one of the things that I've been saying since literally like the beginning of the pandemic is people were saying um that like donald trump and the federal government should be doing more stuff about this but it should really be the state governments that are controlling this stuff because the united states is such a large and diverse country and there's so many different angles of attack that you can go at with dealing with something like this that the the federal government can't really put a whole blanket over the whole united states because it won't be effective yeah, I feel like the only thing the federal government really has is to mandate testing and mandate vaccines at the point, at this point, um, and to just regulate uh, government buildings as well. That's really all they can do. It just relies on the states to be able to look at the graphs and the charts and the science and be able to say, okay, what's going on this week? 
And do we have to take a step forward, or should we take a uh, should we take a step forward, or do we have to take a step back? Like, so yeah, I think we've been recording for like thirty seven minutes. So, uh, Nate, if you want to sign us off for today, would be much obliged. Oh, sure. So yeah, thank you for listening to NNMK podcast episode six. Thank you to Max for being on here. If you want to shout anything out, do it now. Yeah. No, I'm Next okay with that. Come on. I'm, I really on. would rather not shout no, anything I... out. <laughs> Max, my first yeah. thing I do is shout Nick G. What? Shout out Nick G's Instagram. Yeah, shout out Nick G. You yeah, could really use, you could really yeah. use some. Yeah. Woo. He, he needs your help, Max. <laughs> he needs to be called out. Said hi to publicly. So yeah, shout out Nick G. If you see him, say say hi. I guess. Say hi, Nick G. Please. As usual, if you want to say hi to Nick G or anything, our Discord will be in the description. Oh my god, so good. That was an amazing tie-in. You can request the songs too. You can talk about politics. You cannot talk about politics if you don't want to. Join the chess tournament. Please. Yeah, enjoy the touchstone. Bye. Bye.